Oh shit! You are now tuned in to the hottest sports podcast on the internet, Up in Flames, brought to you by your boy, Mo Murphy. This is where you will hear some of the hottest takes in the most raw and uncut fashion, baby. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mo, back with another episode of Up in Flames. Today, I got my boy, Dante, with me. Dante, say what's up. What's up with you? What's up? What's up? Yep, yep. So, yeah, so we're going to get into a few things today. We're going to get into the return of the NBA. We're going to get into what's going on in the world right now with all these protests. But first things first, I want to get into Dante. Um, Hey, tell us where you're from. Tell us what you do. You know what I'm saying? A lot of what you do is why I wanted you on the show. So go ahead and just tell us about yourself, what you do, why you do it. You know what I mean, and, ju- and just let us know everything about you. All right, man. My name is Dante Artis. Uh, I was a former teammate of Mo, but as of right now, I stay in Wilson, North Carolina, and I do basketball training, football training, things like that for the, uh, the youth around here. You know, really for anybody that you know that needs it. And we uh, me and my dad had started this business a few years back back called GA Unlimited Training. So we just been giving back, helping people around here, man. They've been going good so far. We got a bunch of kids in school. And we just, you know what I'm saying, watching these kids develop and, you know what I'm saying, do stuff that we wish we had when we was growing up. And um, right now, I'm doing that. And also, I'm um, coaching at Wilson Prep, Wilson Prep Academy down in uh, Wilson, North Carolina. I mean, the school ain't been too long you know, since it opened up about a few years back, but it's been going good, man. Last year, well, this year was my first year, along with my dad, uh, head coach Anthony Axon, the former on Flow Trotter, all the Flow Trotter, uh, his dad, and my boy Ty. We've been around there. Uh, we, we coached this year. We, we had a good little season. I mean, it went real good. We, we made it to like the stack around of the playoff. We should have made it farther, but. Other than that, man, we we're we gonna be right back at it next year, man. We you know ready to bounce back and take what's ours. Yeah. So with you, you know, you said you started it with your dad um a couple years back. You know, like you said, you know, we played ball together, things like that. So oh, yeah. what what kind of made you veer from you hooping and taking it to the next level as far as going pro? Or, you know, because you could have went overseas or something like that. So what made you kind of steal from doing that and focus on, like, helping these kids and, and working with kids? Like, what made, where, where did you come to that decision? I, uh, like, my, out of my last year playing basketball in college, um, I had a few, like, I had two or three overseas teams call me and wanted me to come up. Um, one for Australia, and I had one for Japan and one for China. And we were just talking to him. I had, I had gotten invited to this big combine down in uh, Atlanta or whatever. And stuff just kept popping up, interfering with that. And it was, I was frustrated in the beginning with it. I'm like, why every time it looked like it's my time, something just pop up. And, and I know my dad went through the same thing because he he, he was committed to Florida State and for baseball coming out of uh, high school. He had a chance to go to the pros, but he turned it down to go play baseball at Florida State with his for his mom because she wanted him to go to school and stuff or interfering with that. His mom ended up passing away to delay some of that. And he had a you know a few incidents that pop up that delayed it also. So he understood what I was going through. 
So he just told me, like, maybe, um, you know, so God got a better plan for you. Just, you know, so just follow his lead. And once we started, once I started doing that, I just started, stopped stressing about stuff and just, just let stuff just happen the way it's going to happen. And that's when it led me to helping kids. And my dad was like, yeah, you can probably be a coach one day. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't see myself being a coach. I was like, I, I just can't see it. And he was like, watch what I tell you. So, I mean, we were training and I just got so attached to the kids. They growing up and they showing me love by texting me and telling me how much they appreciate it. And it just, just draw me more to help the kids. So I just figured, like, man, this might be what I'm, God brought me back home to do is to help kids around my community. And then, that's when my guy, Anthony Atkinson, uh, he, he ended up retiring from the Globetrotters. He got hired at a school that's literally like three or four minutes from my house. And you know, since a good school with the prep, um, Mr. Wood do a good job taking care of the school. And that's when he gave me a shot of being on his staff. He wanted this to be a tight family thing that's on the staff. They were with the bro. And me and him being like brothers since, since I was real small. So he just took off from there. And I mean, it been going good, man, because I know met a lot of college coaches that I, I talked to that I, I'm used to seeing on TV that I talked to on the daily now for these kids. And I'm like, man, this what, is what it's all about, coming back home and helping these young kids grow and seeing them on TV and hoping to see them walk across the stage one day. So it's been going good. I ain't ever envisioned myself doing this, but I won't want it any other way. Yeah, man, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's always a good thing is being able to – Take your talents and show other people because, you know what I'm saying, there's not a lot of people that's willing to do that. Um, really, you know, it's like it's a selfless act, and a lot of us tend to be selfish, and we worry about where we could go, where we could go, where we could go, and we don't really like to – we don't think about the past knowledge on to the next generation, um, especially with you working for kids, man, like working with kids. That's, a, that's really a lifelong thing that you could be doing, you know, with us being young now, you know, 20, 30 years down the line, you still could be coaching, still training, develop kids in the streets, develop them in the gym, in the classroom, and everything. And, I mean, I feel like it's probably nothing better than to see a young man grow into a man. Like, to see a, a guy at 14, 15, and you know him when he was a boy, and by the time he gets in your hands and goes to college and things like that, like, you kind of, on top of their parents, you know, you help raise them to become a man. So, I know that's definitely... um. Something I know that's definitely something to see, something you love to see. So that's definitely what's up. Um, I do want to get into what's going on right now. Um, everybody with the protests, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, and just to see it go around nationwide. Uh, it's definitely something to talk about. It's definitely something that's going on. It's real. Um, it's bringing a lot of colors. It's bringing a lot of people's true colors as far as how they really feel. People you close to might feel a certain way that kind of made you look at them different. So, like, what's your take on all this? How, what What are you feeling going through this? Like, what is going through your mind? I mean, I, I think it's time, man. We, I mean, we've been getting treated pretty, pretty unfair for a while. And I, you know, me, I, by I'm dealing with kids, I. I don't mean I don't deal with so many different races and playing basketball, and I love every different race. So it's kind of like it's time it's time for us for us you know for our race to do what they're doing. But I don't agree with it's a it's a it's a good way to protest, but it's a bad way. I don't agree with tearing down stuff, destroying destroying stuff because you messing with people. You know what I'm saying? Like the way they way they eat, the way they take care of their families. So I don't agree with that, but 
just is going out there and standing up for the right things and say the bad thing that's going on in this world today. I do like it, but it's a it it's a good way and it's a bad way to do things. Like and, and I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter and stuff. People destroying destroying stuff, beating up people because they are they on the other side and it's just I mean, at the end of the day we all the same and we all should get treated the same and like I said, I got a I got a bunch of white friends, I got a bunch of uh suspended friends and I deal with so many people during training and coaching it on Wilson Prep and it's just like it's sad to see it come to this, but you know, then again I understand to see it. I understand the reason why people are angry because I'm angry because it can easily be me, it can easily be you, it can easily be one of my uh my two one of my two little girls or my dad. I mean, yeah, I I understand it but I mean, it's time. It's a, it's time to take a stand and stand up for ourselves. But we got we got to know the right way to do it instead of going out here and acting a fool. Because I don't I don't agree with that. But uh, uh, the key thing I think it all start with Donald Trump. I think he gave a lot of people the leeway to to come out and be themselves and do and do do stuff that they probably were hiding. So I think it all start with him. He need to. He need to straighten up his act, or we need to get, you know what I'm saying, somebody need to replace him. And I think things will kind of cool down a little bit because since he's been in the chair, it, it has been, it, it kind of went up for extra notch. Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. You know, me being in the military, bro, I can't really speak on the head honcho, yeah. but I, I do agree with a lot that you're saying. Um, I, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm all for everybody finally taking a stand. Um. The only thing I don't like is the fact that when when we say Black Lives Matter, white people, you know what I'm saying, and things like that. And I'm half white. I'm half white, half black. So yeah. I kind of I see both sides. But how I've been treated growing up is I get treated like a black kid. When I walk outside, they don't. Yeah. Nobody is like that light skinned white boy. You know what I'm saying. So yeah. I kind of am more on that side. You know, I've been harassed by the police and and everything like that. So I've gone through it. Have I been beaten by the cops? No. Have I seen it done? Yes. Have I had a gun pulled on me by the cops? Yes, I have. So I definitely see all that, and I'm all for standing up for it. You know, George Floyd um, wrongfully died, was wrongfully murdered on camera, and if it wasn't for people taking a stand, there'd be a chance that he, the, the guy would have got away with it. The cop would have got away with it. If enough people didn't make enough noise about it, they might have let it ride, and that bothers me because it's like if that was a black cop, Killing a white man, even though he's a black cop, if there was a black cop killing a white man, first degree murder charges on him right away, probably with a hate crime, you know, or just, it's just, you know, it's crazy how the the system lets white people get away with so much, or a black guy and a white guy can do the same thing, and a white guy gonna get a lesser sentence, where they gonna bring the book down on a black man, and, and a white guy can do the same thing, and he gonna get the bare minimum, you know, like, you even go back to the time Dylan Roof walks in a church full of black people. He was racist. He shoots him up and they take he shoots up the church, murders innocent people that was just in there on a Sunday to praise God. Gums in there, they accept him and the pol the police don't kill him. This man had a weapon and the police don't kill him. They take him to Burger King cuz he was hungry on his way to jail. So, you know, if that was a black man, he's murdered on sight. He could drop the weapon and it doesn't matter. He get murdered on sight. So, the fact that the country is able to see this um, it's they should have been seeing it. It's something that every time this happens to a black man, this is how we react. And I'm not for the looting. I'm not for the stealing, going in other people's businesses. 
you know, some people have these small businesses, the corner stores, the, the neighborhood, the people who live in the neighborhood and own the business. Like, like you said, we taking away from, you know, you do that, you taking away from people's pockets, you taking away from them eating. So yeah. at the same time, like, I feel like, you know, the, the, there's a right way and the wrong way, the same way you said, and we could go about it the right way. Our voices are being heard. Um, it's tough for me. I kind of sit in a, in a predicament where I just can't be out there like that. I can't, there's certain things I can and can't say. Uh, that's why I haven't made too many posts on social media, you know, just because I, I, I'm in a different predicament than a lot of other people. So there's certain things I can and can't say. So instead, I'd rather just not say much. And, you know, this is like my first time talking about it on the podcast. Uh, you know, this is my first time talking about it where people publicly going to hear my opinion. Uh, my, opinion, my opinion can be a lot stronger depending on who I'm talking to. But I kind of just, yeah. you know, I just want to let everybody know my stance on it. And to know that I support the Black Lives Matter movement, um, I'm all for it. I want things to change. You know, we both got kids. You know, we got daughters that we got to raise in this world. And, you know, hopefully one day I'll have another kid, have a son. But I don't want to have to raise my son on how to be careful everywhere he goes because you got a target on your back. Like, we grew up that same way. Like, we grew up that way. And we always want better for our kids than what we had. So, you know, our parents was telling us the same thing. You got to be careful. You know, we don't see color, especially when you kids. But at the same time, that doesn't mean somebody else doesn't see the color in you. So that, that's definitely one thing that is just tough is you see it a little bit in a different light because you got kids. And you know how you want to raise your kids and you know what you don't want to raise your kids in as far as the environment goes. So, yeah, I, I, I am glad to see the, uh, the people that voice travel a little faster as far as like celebrity speak up because they the one that's out here with two or three million um, followers and stuff like that. So they both are travel a little faster than somebody like me or you that got less followers. So I, I, I am glad to see them speaking up. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I mean, the system starting to get a little stuff done as far as what I see on Twitter and stuff like that. So I hope it continue. I hope it don't, nobody don't let up and just get complacent and feel like we did enough. Just keep going, keep going, so you never know what we, you know, so what we might can get done with just letting our voice be heard. Yeah, and I know it's not over. You know, it's one of those sports coming back. So, you know, a lot of the athletes are going to continue to make sure the voices are heard, you know, especially when it comes to, like, when it comes to the black community, the athletes, the rappers, the stars, they all, they all the voice of the people. Um, like you said, they the ones with millions of followers whose voice can be heard. They're the ones with the connections that they voice can be heard. And sometimes they're not speaking for they self individually, but they know they speaking for the people. A guy like LeBron James, you know, yeah. his stand on it, he knows he does it for the people. He does it for everybody. He he I I wholeheartedly believe he feels the way he feels, but he also knows it's bigger than him. And if he can speak out and help fight it, also people will listen. You know, you're more likely to Hear what LeBron James said, then they hear what you and me said. So that's definitely, you know, I'm, I'm definitely glad to see all the celebrities and athletes. And, you know, unfortunately, you've seen some of the celebrities and athletes would take their stands on it. And they come out as different people than you knew them as. Whether they statements be ignorant, whether they statements be racist, you know, whatever the case may be. Not everybody's racist, but some they just might make ignorant statements. A guy like Drew Brees yeah. just said something when he was better off saying nothing. Um... I don't think he's a racist after that statement. I understand what he was saying, but there's a time and a place, and he decided to say that at the wrong time, wrong place kind of thing. So that's what it is with Drew Brees. But 
Man, speaking of celebrities and athletes and sports, the NBA coming back July 31st. Um, yeah. I know you a big Phoenix Suns fan. Undeservingly yeah. so, your boys got kind of snuck in there into that 22-team aspect. So um, go ahead and tell us like what you expect from your, your Phoenix Suns yourself and then just let us know, like, you know, then we'll just get into basketball. We'll get into what we expect, who we think will win the championship. But what do you expect from your Phoenix Suns coming in? Man, my everybody comes back rusty, man. We got a chance to uh, we got a chance to sneak and upset somebody. I mean, everybody coming back rusty. Some of these number one, number two seeds ain't gonna come back playing just like like they was before all the COVID nineteen started. So hopefully we've been working, and hopefully you know what I'm saying. We see that's an opportunity for us to. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, knock somebody off because, I mean, like I said, everybody coming come back rusty. I just, I'm just happy for Devin Booker because that's like one of my favorite players. And he finally get a chance to show show that he belongs with the big dogs. And I, I know I know he belongs with him, but he finally get to show the whole world he belongs with the big dogs and that he can he can be that guy. Yeah, Devin Booker. Devin Booker is somebody who um he's got superstar talent. But he plays in Phoenix, and they're in that rebuild position. Yeah. So people ain't really – you don't get to see Devin Booker play too much. Like, you see he's had some of these historic games, historic performances, and you kind of like – you almost look like it, it's a guy that got lucky. But if you actually know yeah. ball and things like that, like Devin Booker has superstar talent. Um, I think he kind of fall oh. in the same category as Bradley Beal. I think that's another one who has superstar talent, but he just played for a small yeah. team that ain't winning a lot of games. So, I mean, yeah, it is good for guys like Bradley Bill and Devin Booker. You know, all eyes going to be on the NBA at this point. It's going to be the only thing on. We've been waiting months for them to decide whether they was going to bring the NBA back or not. So, um, I definitely think, you know, you'll be able to see Devin Booker in a different light. Eight regular season games, possible playoff spot, or a play-in tourney. So, there'll be a lot of ways that we get to see some of these players. You know, the Memphis Grizzlies, you don't get to see them too much. They up and coming. But you're going to be able to see a lot more John Morant. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Pelicans was on TV a lot more as far as the small teams go because Zion was, you know, he's a certified superstar coming into the league. Arguably, you know, got the most hype since LeBron James coming into the league. So you got to see the Pelicans play a lot. Yeah, most definitely. You definitely deserve it. But, you know, you didn't get to see too many guys like John Morant play but so much. You know, he had a few nationally televised games, but – not as much as you would like to see a guy with that kind of talent. Um, so, so you know, we we talked about the small teams. Who who you got winning the championship? Like, who, what's what's your prediction going in? Who you got winning the championship? Uh, if the Lakers come back anything like they would, I, I pick them because everybody knows LeBron. He kind of. I want to say Cruz, like, but he kind of like save a lot of and reserve a lot of his energy for the playoffs. And I think this COVID nineteen situation probably just made him a lot more healthier and probably more in, in, in better more shape. So I think when he when they come back and with the size that they have, and I, I, I think I think the Lakers will probably be the team to beat. Yeah, so that's probably what that's probably the team Phoenix will be playing. Yeah, I um I, I think the Lakers will win the championship. I thought that coming into the season. Really, the minute they got AD, I kind of felt like, okay, this going to be the year. Um, A lot of things happened within that Lakers organization. They basically had a whole new makeover for the team. Brought in Anthony Davis, brought in Danny Green. 
you know, just made a lot of made a lot of changes to the point where like, okay, they they want to compete for a championship. But I think a lot LeBron got a lot to play for. I think a lot is rising on him. Um, he wants to be considered the greatest player of all time. Depending on who you oh, yeah. talk to, he is. Depending on who you talk to, he isn't. Uh, he may never pass Jordan. I personally believe he's the greatest player of all time. He's the greatest player that I've seen. And maybe it's more so because we lived and grew up in this era with LeBron James dominating than we did with um, Michael Jordan. So I think that has a lot to do with it. But I do think, I think LeBron's the GOAT. And I think he's going to prove... His status as one of the greatest players of all time in his playoff performance. Uh, the passing of Kobe is going to be a motivating factor for him. He's going to want to do it for Kobe. The pressure of him being in a Lakers uniform and not winning a championship. All the great players that played for the Lakers won championships. And he knows that. He knows that. And I know he, he, he made the Lakers. He made the decision to go to the Lakers without really fully being invested in basketball. It wasn't more a basketball decision as much as it was business. But LeBron's smart, and he know he don't plan on no matter what he didn't plan on leaving LA without winning the championship. I think that's part of why he went out there was thinking last year, man, if I could take some young guys like Lonzo and Ingram and Kuz, if I could take them to the finals and win the championship, you know that'll be looked at on a very high level. As opposed to you know he's always he had Kyrie and K Love, he had Wade and Bosh. So you know if he was able to take a bunch of a team full of unestablished players. It was going to be able to raise his GOAT status. It didn't work out. He got frustrated. He's used to playing with veterans, I personally think. So, you know, it gets frustrating trying to play with young guys who still trying to find their way, find their groove, and find mm. their fit with him as opposed to veterans that's coming in, experienced, been in the playoffs, and want to win the championship. And him being injured, yeah, him being injured hurt that even worse because, you know, it stopped the progression. And I think that at that point, that's when he was like, look, you know what? The young guy thing, the young guy, it. I wanted it to work. It's not going to work. If I keep these young guys around, I love them. They're going to be great. You know, Brandon Ingram has potential to be a superstar in the next few years. Uh, Lonzo has the potential to be a very good point guard as far as the defin a true definition of a point guard. Um, so they do have a lot of young talent. They had a lot of young talent that's going to be very promising in a few years. But right now, LeBron's in the win-now mentality. He's 34 years old. 35 years old, so, you know, he's got to win the championship now. He ain't got too many um, glory years left. He's a guy we ain't ever seen perform like this at 35, and just when you thought he maxed out, he get he plays point guard, and he plays like that should have been his position. So I do think the Lakers will win, especially if they do come back, but it's going to be tough because them Clippers, them, them Clippers are deep. They loaded. They started clicking before. I know they lost to the Lakers, but I think it was more because the Lakers connected a lot better and started getting their chemistry a lot better than the Clippers. But the Clippers going to be tough. I think they depth really going to be a factor um, for the simple fact because of this COVID-19, sometimes it might not be about chemistry. It's all-out talent might win a series under this circumstance because it's almost like starting the season all over again and then going into the playoffs early. So, and I, I mean, I won't, I won't mind saying the Clippers uh, win it. Yeah, not because I like the Clippers or anything, because you know Montreal Hera from the area or whatever, so he better bring it back to the area. It'd be good to watch him win it. Yeah, like I mean, it's gonna be tough, man. It's it's a lot of teams. You know what I'm saying? You got Milwaukee. You can't count out Milwaukee and Giannis. You know, you know what they do. He's got to prove himself. 
So I think he got uh, – it's a lot of players who got a lot to prove. Uh, the Rockets, you know, James Harden is kind of folded as he get later in the playoffs. So I think he got to prove that he belongs with the great players when it comes to great moments. He's never really had his great moments in the playoffs. So he got a lot to prove, him and Westbrook together. I think it's going to be something to watch. You know, Harden lost all that weight. So, I mean, if Harden was doing this at, at an unhealthy weight or at a, you know, chubby Harden, I can only imagine how crazy he's going to go in shape. You know, one thing about the playoffs, man, defense get a lot more tighter. So, with a lot of his dribbling that he do running out the shot clock, kind of get a little tough in the playoffs more than they do in the rest of the season. Because, I mean, everybody know their season on the line, so they bringing their best on both ends of the floor. And I, I realized that last few years with James Harden, he kind of, I want to say, stayed away. He might still score 30, but you look at the way he scored 30 in the regular season, look at the way he scored 30 in the playoffs. It's, a, it's totally different, right? So, I think he just – I think he got to trust his teammates a little bit more. He got a, he got a, uh, got a decent team. I think yeah, – after me personally, I think he hurt them when they put DJ Tucker start playing big man. But, I mean, he, he, he got a lot of shooters around him. I think he need to use, use the way he can attract – you know what I'm saying, suck in the defense to spread the ball around at the same time. So, I think he should, he should learn for a little bit from the LeBron or – yeah, and it is, you know, that defense strap up and, you know, it is a little bit different. That dribbling around, you're going to get yourself tied. And I think part of Harden's problem is he plays so many minutes during the regular season. He's never had a chance to be healthy come playoff time. But he's not. He's never had a chance to not be worn down. So everybody coming off fresh legs, they're going to be rusty. So that's definitely going to be something to look out for, you know what I'm saying? Is But that's why they gave him the eight regular season games. They ain't want to just jump into the playoffs and have, like, Russ be a factor. And, you know, you being rusty could be could make a break. One team a little more rusty than the others. They put it all on the same playing field. Everybody going to get eight games, be able to shake the dust off. You know, it might be a higher risk of injuries if they were to jump straight into the playoffs. So we about to see. Uh, part of me wanted KD and Kyrie to come back. It don't look like neither one of them are coming back. It's smart. It's a, it's a smart decision for them not to come back. It is. It's a smart decision just for the simple fact. I think even though they, the, a lot of these teams have had time off, that chemistry still they still gonna have some type of chemistry. And if KD, even if he's one hundred ten percent, you just want you should wait till next year be able to play out a full season, get to know your teammates. Yeah. You've never you haven't played a game with them yet. Um, you haven't played a game with Kyrie Irving yet, so y'all got to learn each other. And I just feel like during the playoffs is not a time to be worrying about your health and trying to learn each other as teammates. And, you know, KD is KD wants to be looked at as better than LeBron. And he would have an opportunity if he came back and won the championship, but he also could hinder that opportunity because if he come in there and he play bad and it's off of rust or whatever, it's still going to be an L for KD at the end of the day or – he re-injures himself, and he may never be the same. We don't know if KD going to be the same KD anyway with that Achilles injury. So he might come in, hurt himself again. He may never be able to play ball again. So I think he should just sit and wait. Um, I ain't going to consider this an asterisk season. I don't think it will be. But it, it is going to be depleted a little bit for the champion, and I understand it. I think if LeBron wins it, it's going to be more of a depleted season, and they're not going to count the championship as opposed to anybody else. Because LeBron, the only person in the league right now chasing Jordan. So, it's just a lot I want to see, man. Like, basketball coming back. 
you know, I'm really excited. I, I didn't think it was going to come back. Then, you know, these past few weeks, they really started amping up the conversations. So at that point, I was like, yeah, it's going to come back. So, yeah, man, we're we going to be able to see a champion. I'm hoping it's LeBron James. But if not, man, I just hope it's a great playoff series. That's all I want. Yeah, that's 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 all I'm ready to see too. I, I of course I'm a Phoenix fan, so I'm ready to see what we're gonna do. And you know what I'm saying, playing with the big boys or whatever, but if we don't do nothing, which is that's probably the we probably we won't, you know what I'm saying, order like far percentage wise. Like I you know everybody know I'm rooting for my boy LeBron. Go ahead and take it home, man. Got to. Yeah, man. But hey, I appreciate you for coming on the show, man. This was dope. You definitely welcome back. You ever want to talk? Um, we're going to be keeping up with you. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make sure we keeping up with you and what y'all got coming for the high school season this year. Um, so just give everybody kind of your Twitter handle, where they can follow you at, where they what they can do to follow Wilson Prep and be able to see the talent you developing. Just kind of give them a way to follow you. Hey, um, follow me on Twitter, Dark5, Dark5. It's D-A-R-T-5. Matter of fact, I think it's Dark5, D-A-R-T-5. And that's the way you can keep up with anything I do as far as whistle prep wise or training wise or whatever like that. I put it on Twitter. That's the way you can keep up with me, man. Yeah, y'all do that. Y'all follow me at Dark5, D-A-R-T-5. Alright, most definitely, man. Like I said, I appreciate you for coming on the show. You know what I'm saying? This was definitely great conversation. Definitely glad you came on the show. And that's how we gonna end the show. <laughs> <laughs>